Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, listen. What I so love, 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 love about the body of Christ, those who are serious about their salvation, they have such a wealth of wisdom from Holy Spirit that just to sharpen sharpen your iron with someone who truly loves Jesus is a blessing cuz let us let us gleam from some of the brethren we have sister Carmen A she made a posting on Facebook which says At the end of our journey, we all want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Not depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I knew you not. Amen. Hence, we must depart from all that the Most High sees as iniquity in our life. Amen. And what is so mind-boggling, because some years ago, I was on board with the madness train that I can claim the name of Jesus and still be in sin and still get to go to heaven. So, I've been on both sides of the fence, and lo and behold... Unbeknownst to me, I could not stay in willful sin and expect to have a relationship with the one who saved my wretched soul. I had to be snatched from this world. Otherwise, I wasn't going to make it. And so when we see what we believe to be the brethren, 
until bad fruit shows up. But when we see those who are claiming Jesus' name, when we see them in willful sin, not that we are coming against every jot and tittle that someone misses the mark on. We, we are talking about sins that some people commit as a lifestyle. This again, beloved, please, please understand where I am coming from. I am not on some judgmental trip like I've never sinned, like I've never missed the mark, like my life in times past was not characterized by sin, but when you meet the real Jesus Christ, when Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, guess what, beloved? Sin no longer has the same attraction. It loses its appeal. So when we see someone going the wrong way, of course, we want to say how you living is not pleasing God. You got to repent confess that sin, get it out of the way, and going forward, sin no more. Because this is what our Lord and Master has taught us to do once He has forgiven us. So, this is by no means a self-righteous rant. Not at all. We got to get ready. For the king of glory is on his way back. It don't matter what happened in times past. We got to move forward in Christ. For real, for real. So, again, we ought to have absolutely nothing to do with the fruitless works of darkness. Walking in darkness does not produce fruit that will be counted as worthy on the day of judgment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because, beloved, we got to get this understanding. The wages of sin is death. So today, the message is stop jumping from sin to sin. And guess what? I'm talking to the body of Christ. Yeah, because I don't know about you all, but I seem to have the most contention about sin with the brethren. Because atheists, for the most part, they ain't even trying to come to Jesus. They they are not even trying to hear nothing about the gospel, let alone calling them to repentance. Okay. However, 
it don't stop us nonetheless from preaching the gospel. But when someone refuses to receive Jesus, well, then we do what he told us to do. Shake the dust off your feet. Move on. Do not cast pearls before swine. These people will trample over the the preciousness of the gospel that we are trying to share with them. Leave them alone. Jesus even told us, leave the wicked alone. Leave the filthy in their filth. Okay, so I'm talking to the body of Christ today because we better stop it. We better stop it. This is not the hour nor the day to think for one skinny moment that God loves you so much that you get to stay in your sin. You are greatly deceived like many are and I'm the first to raise my hand and I believe that the Lord gave me this podcast as a testimony to his grace and patience and for the fact that he brought me close to the brink of death where I was looking down the barrel of a pistol not knowing that I was on my way straight to hell believing I was a Christian. So when you have an event like that shows up in your life, oh, you start to take your salvation a little bit more seriously. And then you turn around and wake up the sleeping brethren who still wants to be attached to this world. Well, we must keep this in mind, okay? Raging fire completely consuming the enemies of God. Yeah, because if we don't keep the fear of the Lord before our eyes, then we will fall off to the wayside, believing every bit of the false doctrine, once saved, always saved. No, we are not safe yet. You want to know why? Because as long as we are still in these bodies, we have the propensity to abandon Jesus. Foolishly abandon the faith. Why? Now, I don't know. Some people love sex more than they do Jesus. Some people love smoking weed more than Jesus Christ. Some people love to keep stealing and lying and murdering and being a gossip. Some still love to party. Some still love to be a harlot and a gigolo. Pick one. Pick one. So, again, today, we are going to be looking at the works of the flesh. If not... Some of us think that how we are living is okay with the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? 
because he hadn't taken them out yet. So they falsely believed, well, I'm saved. I don't have nothing to worry about. At the end of the day, no man can pluck me out of Jesus' hand. Therefore, there's no reason for me to repent. For what? According to that false doctrines, kissing cousin, your past, your present, and your future sins have all been nailed on the cross, rolled up into one big ball and just nailed to the cross. And this is who John was referring to in his letter, who say, I have no sin. Well, that person is a liar. Why? He, he or she refuses to confess anything they are not repenting, and by not repenting, they are in fact saying, I have no sin. That's the liar. The liar is not the one who is actually living godly lives, who listens, follows, and obeys Jesus teachings and commandments. That person is not lying when you ask them. So you mean to tell me you don't sin? Because if you say no, then you are a liar. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. So if you say you don't sin, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. Well, beloved, let us understand and recognize that person is steep in sin. They are still a slave to sin. They haven't gotten the memo yet. They are not ready to be called out of that bodysuit because if they were called out of that bodysuit, they are going to be in a world of pain. That person has not fully put on the new man. That person wants you to agree that we are all sinners saved by grace. That we can take just by that alone, that false doctrine, that we can take God's grace as a license to sin. Although Christ Jesus laid down his life, destroyed destroyed the power that sin had over us and yet we still sin, something is wrong. Something is wrong and that person wants you to be on board with the madness, join in with the rest of us that it is, come on, agree with me, it is impossible for us to stop sinning. Beloved, that person needs to repent. That person needs to meet the real Jesus Christ because when the real Jesus Christ reveals himself to the one who has sincerely repented, your life will be turned upside down, inside out for the good. You are not looking to sin you are not looking to make justifications and, and excuses for bad behavior. You're not doing it. And so 
John was not talking to the one who is actually living a life that produces fruit of their repentance. He's not talking about them, beloved. And do not let anyone talk you out of your righteousness and holy lifestyle. There is nothing wrong with living a consecrated life. And don't be ashamed to to look them square in the eyes and tell them, no, my life is not characterized by sin. You want to know why? I got the memo. God ain't playing with me and he is not playing with that lake of fire. And if I continue to trample underfoot the precious blood of Jesus that was poured out for me, that if I continue to just walk up and down on the blood covenant, trampling it, treating it as if it was unholy and just common, I'm going straight to a burning hell as I await final judgment. So no, sir, no ma'am, I am not walking and living in habitual sin. So you mean tell me you never have a lustful thought? You ain't never did nothing wrong? Who do you think you are? Jesus? Again, beloved, don't even let that phase you. Do not let that phase you because they are grasping at straws. They are looking to pull you down to the pit right along with them. And you tell them, if I miss the mark, I know I have an advocate in heaven that when I repent and confess that sin, the father will forgive me. But guess what? I don't make it a practice to get around scriptures that command us to be holy. You can't be holy not living in that flesh body. Beloved, this is when you got to walk away. Okay, tell them again. We don't make provisions for the flesh. We are Jesus' sheep. Because when he told us to go and sin no more, we are doing just that. You don't love Jesus. Yes, I do. No, because he said the one who loves him obeys his commandments. Yeah, but he can't expect for us to, to honestly live a holy life when we are still in these flesh bodies, living in this fallen world with all of this temptation going on. Does Jesus really literally expect for us to live holy? Yes, 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 and yes. You want to know why? He didn't leave us as orphans. Nope. So you can't even use that as an excuse. Holy Spirit has been sent to us as our paracletus. He walks alongside of us, glorifying Jesus, 
bringing everything he has taught to our remembrance. It is his job to sanctify us, separate us from this world, and consecrate us unto God so that we can be available and ready as clean vessels for the Father's use. And over time, day by day, we get to know the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ better and better. That that loving, intimate relationships uh, relationship gets stronger, and and the more you know about God, the more you come to love Him, whereby you don't want to sin against Him any longer. He grants us the gift of repentance. That means although we can sin, we live in this body, right? We live in this fallen world, right? At every turn, we see Satan's agenda. The lust of the flesh, the lust of your eyes, and the pride of life is all around us. And yet... We are no longer tempted by that. The gift of repentance is saying this. I can sin, but I don't even want to. I don't even have the want to even want to sin. My wanting to please the Father is greater than me wanting to please and indulge this flesh. Amen. And you and I must get to this point before it is too late. So we need to stop jumping from sin to sin. So let us look at Malachi 4.1 and then we're going to pray and then we are going to look at once again these sins of the flesh that will send us straight to a burning hell even claiming the name of Jesus because if we are living a life like this not that we just missed the mark okay we just totally completely miss God we we did something and we knew this does not honor God in no way no how no fashion and yet we did it willfully we go to the father we repent we have godly sorrow we ain't looking to do this anymore because let me tell you something once you are truly born again and you and you willfully sin somewhere first of all while while doing it you you are not going to have that same pleasure you had before when you were just off in the world doing you once you meet the real Jesus Christ and you willfully sin you're going to feel some kind of way. You are going to feel crushed in your spirit. I'm telling you, it is, it is not a place you want to be. 
knowing that God hates sin and you did it anyway and you knew the commands and you knew the way to go and you did it anyway, trust and believe after that you ain't doing it anymore. That's godly sorrow. It will turn you from your sin where where you get to the point where you're like, that's it. I'm finito kid where sin is concerned. I'm not doing this. This does not please the father. I hate it that I even did this. So Malachi 4.1 tells us, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Amen. Listen, this verse in particular mentions both arrogance and wickedness as targets of God's wrath. In the context of Malachi's prophecy, this is a pointed warning. Israel's attitude thus far has been both disobedient and proud. They have insulted God with inferior offerings. We see this in Malachi 1.8. They, they sneered at his commands. We see this in in Malachi 1 verse 13, they corrupted his people. We see this in Malachi 2.11, they broken their vows. We see that in Malachi 2.14, and then had the nerve, had the nerve to ask, where is the God of justice? Malachi 2.17, as if they could judge him. Those who, listen, okay, those who insist on ignoring God and on disobeying him will be completely removed from the kingdom of God. Amen. Yes. Yes, we know God is love. He is gracious he is merciful, he is compassion, and he is loving kindness. But guess what? I will be remiss if I don't teach and preach the full counsel of God because this portion of who he is seems to be completely overlooked in these modern day apostate churches. They are not coming here to to warn you about pending fiery judgment. For them, it is all about living a blessed life. It is all about living your best Gucci, Prada, Chanel, Fendi, Tesla life now. Get all you can while you can. This is their sermons. So... Before we go any further, let us pray. 
Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we know you hate sin. And those of us who truly love you with our whole hearts, souls, minds, and strength, we hate sin too. We love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So today we give you we give you honor. We give you glory. We thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hallowed be thy holy name, Father. We see in scripture Romans 6:23 All of your children knows this verse. And yet we sin anyway. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And Father, we are going to be looking at today Galatians chapter 5, going over again the works of the flesh. You tell us in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Amen. So, Father, again, we are not with an excuse about sin. You make a way out of it. You give us these strategies to overcome sin and not be taken over by it. So, 1 John 3, 4 Everyone who makes, who, who makes, this is what they do every day. Who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Amen. And Father, lastly, James 4, 7. You show us the pattern, how the devil flees from us. You tell us to submit ourselves to you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So, Father, if there is no surrendering of our lives, if there is no bending the knee, as it were, if we do not give ourselves over completely, abandon our lives unto you, when temptation comes up, we will not have the wherewithal to resist it. Because we have not spent any time submitting to your lordship, to your sovereignty. So, 
we will always give the devil a foothold, a crack, a small entry point into our lives if we keep the door open as if it is an invitation. And then when our lives turn upside down for the bad, then we want to blame you as if you did not send us Holy Spirit. You you purposefully kept us in these in these sinful bodies to be tempted more and more by sin. And you should have done something so that we don't fall by the wayside. Father, sad to say many and most think this way. When the ball is in our court, you have done everything needed to save our wretched souls from certain damnation. Now, if the person wants to be disobedient, then what is to be expected? Hebrews 10, 26, thank you, Holy Spirit, tells us what to be expected if we who are born again deliberately go on sinning. Well, our only expectation is of fiery judgment. Heaven is not on the horizon for the one who stays in willful, deliberate, blatant sin. Father, how can we even expect you to usher us in the kingdom when we are still filthy and nasty and wretched? We are, we are without an excuse. Mm -mm. So, Either we are going to love you, obey your son, or we face fiery judgment. Because we know judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And it is a dreadful thing, a fearful thing to fall into the hands of our angry father. Because he gets angry. Let us not forget that, Father. We must have the fear of the Lord ever before us. Yes, we respect you. Yes, we listen. And yes, we obey. Because at the end of the day, we should fear you. Jesus told us to fear you because although man can kill this body, you and only you can throw this body and soul in hell's fire. So, Father, we thank you for wisdom and discernment today. Open up our minds. Let it be crystal clear. If it was not ever, let it be crystal clear today that the unrighteous will not inherit your kingdom. Bless your holy name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Listen, it's really sad to say this, though, but it needs to be said. Most in the body of Christ don't know these sins I'm about to list to us will take you straight to hell. Now, we all got access to 
a Bible, if not the internet. So it's no reason why we have not come over here to Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 19. These are the works of the flesh that Paul tells us that if we continue to indulge in it, we will not inherit God's kingdom because many will be shocked after they die and end up in hell. So, better to be told today and examine your heart to see if any of these acts, whether it is intentional or you didn't know that that was sin, yeah, these sins that we're about to talk about. Christ Jesus says you cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, but that you will go straight to a burning hell as you await final judgment. Mm -hmm. And if left unrepented of, these evil works will be recorded in the books of your life, of my life. Study Revelation 20, starting at verse 12. John talks about these books will be opened at the great white throne judgment, along with the book of life. And what's being recorded, what has been recorded in those books are all of our deeds, and all of our works, both evil and good. What's recorded in those books, we will, we will be judged by. So, let's come over here to Galatians 5, starting at verse 19, because these are the evil works of the flesh. So, we see Paul listing adultery. You know what? As a matter of fact, let us, because you all know how I love context, right? If we, let's, let's go up to verse 16, okay? Paul was saying, this I say then, walk in the spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one. No, these are contrary the one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But, verse 18. If ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Verse 19. So here we go. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, Emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, 
envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Amen. And they, verse 24, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust and lust. So if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Amen. Let's just close it out. Verse 26. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. There we have it. Paul laid out the facts of the case that if you and I continue to walk in the in the 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 fruitless deeds of the flesh, we will not inherit God's kingdom. So let's just pick apart real quick these works of the flesh so that we can have better understanding of what they are because some of these terms, we have no clue what they really mean. Do you know what it means to be unclean? Do you know what it means to be lascivious? Do you know what what variance means? Do you know what emulations means? Some of us don't know, and yet we are doing these things, not realizing this is a work of the flesh. That if we don't repent and come out of it, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, as we go through these definitions and examples, if you even have done this one time, don't do it again. If you find yourself, this is what you do all the time, you definitely need to come out of it immediately. Immediately. Just stop it. Listen, I'd rather be safe than sorry, right? So Paul starts us off with adultery. That is sex outside of your first covenant marriage. Looking in lust is is adultery Jesus told us in the gospels that if a man or a woman lusts in their hearts for the opposite sex in particular he says that if a man lusts in his heart over a woman he commits adultery we know adultery is also when one remarries after a divorce 
and they have a living spouse. Mm-hmm. So not to get off into the whole teaching of divorce, remarriage equals adultery, study 1 Corinthians 7.10, Romans 7. Matter of fact, all of Romans chapter 7, Luke 16, 18, Mark 10, 8 through 11, and Matthew 19. Take it from verse 1 all the way, all the way to 19. Wait a minute, hold on. Let, let me check where verse, I mean, chapter 19 ends. Okay, so take Matthew 19, 9, all the way to verse 11. Verse 11. And why not? Just read out the whole chapter. But to get the biblical teaching on what Jesus, on what Jesus taught on divorce, remarriage equals adultery, study Matthew 19. 1 through 11. So that's adultery, right? Not to mention spiritual adultery. Whereas we are likened as a wife, a bride of Jesus Christ. If we go a whoring back to this world, getting back in bed with the world and all of its filth and nastiness and sorcery and debauchery, well, well, we are committing adultery against our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, and not to mention the Father. Because harlotry, spiritual harlotry, is what the children of Israel were, were constantly finding themselves in trouble with holy God. They, they ran after false gods. They created graven images. They, they worship idols. They ran to Egypt and to Assyria uh, for help trying to run from God's judgment because he was sending the, the Babylonians and, and sending them into exile. And they thought running back to the one who, who kept them in bondage for over 400 years, as if Egypt was now going to save them, they were committing spiritual fornication, adultery against God. And then we have fornication which we know to be sex before your first covenant marriage. That also includes masturbation. Any sexual sin. We are talking about all sexual perversions, masturbation, homosexuality, being a lesbian, all of that and everything in between because you know this wicked, nasty world with that gay agenda. All in between. That is sexual sins and that will send you straight to a burning hell, not to mention watching pornography. Mm-hmm. And masturbating to the pornography. All sexual perversion. There is, who knows, maybe because the Holy Spirit is giving me this thought, there is no such thing as Christian porno. 
apparently that's the thing. I Listen, I've never heard about it until just now. So apparently you got some that are so deceived and deceptive to, to trick believers that it's okay for husbands and wives to watch pornography together because it will it will heighten their sexual relationship. Wow. Talking about a word of knowledge. Apparently this is a thing that couples watch porn together and that community calls themselves Christian that what they're what they are watching Christian porn that is nothing wrong with it is is based in the the marital covenant what they fail to realize that we have a commandment that says that the marital bed should not be defiled they they commit sodomy they commit oral sex on one another this is unclean the male and female genitalia was not meant for that purpose. Not at all. It's being perverted for another ungodly use. It don't matter if she's your wife. It don't matter if he's your husband. That is perversion. It is perverted sex. So if you didn't know, now you know. Right? And then we have uncleanness. That is any sexual perversions. That means prostitution, swinging, because believe it or not, here we go. People just love to slap the word Christian on, on anything that is perverted to, to deceive believers that it must be okay with God because it is called Christians. Yeah, there are quote-unquote Christian swingers groups, nudist camps, Christian nudist camps. Folks, listen, I'm not making this up. This is instantly being downloaded to me right now in this moment. The Holy Spirit wants us to be made aware. Satan has many devices and schemes. We are commanded not to be ignorant of those devices and schemes. So do not let anyone lead you astray. This world is nasty. Satan, the God, little G of this world, loves to pervert any and all things that God has created for good. Do not be deceived. And then we have lasciviousness. Because let us also not forget that pornography also comes under the umbrella of uncleanness. Okay. All those sexually transmitted diseases comes from when we have multiple partners or you believe that you are in a monogamous is folks listen if you 
we all got the memo way too late, right? But nonetheless, we got the memo. And we are all grown here on the podcast, right? So at times, we can get down and dirty, right? If you have multiple partners and you are not married to any one of them, well, you have the potential of contracting a sexual transmitted disease that some of them don't even have a cure for. You would just have to to live with it with medication for for the rest of your life. So there's certain things that we must not be be participating in, right, Holy Spirit? That's why God instituted the the institution of marriage, the one flesh union. Every time you sleep with someone, you are sleeping with their past partners. I don't care if they they've taken and an AIDS test, or or some other sexual transmitted diseases, and they came up clean. In the eyes of God, they are not clean. We are not clean if we are disobeying him in the area of sexual sins. Not at all. So again, do not be deceived. We are not supposed to be having sex unless we are married to our first covenant partner. And this is why people refuse to come up out of these adulterous remarriages because people love to have sex. When you are when when you have a living spouse and Y'all got divorced, and now you've gone on to marry someone else. Jesus says you commit adultery. Why? Because of the one flesh union. Anytime you sleep with your new spouse, you are committing adultery against your first covenant spouse. Mm-hmm. And so, when we have multiple sex partners... And we believe that just because someone took a test and they don't have AIDS, they don't have uh, chlamydia, they don't have gonorrhea and syphilis and, and HPV, we believe and assume that that person is clean. No, that spirit is not clean. And we keep yoking up with these people that have had multiple partners Who's to say that that partner was not a devil worshiper? And how many partners did that person sleep with? And that person slept with? Because if you look at it spiritually, it's about a billion people we are sleeping in the same bed with. Uh Uh-uh. Listen, now that you got this teaching on divorce, remarriage equals adultery, If you have a living spouse, you must remain single and celibate. Mm -hmm. No more sex. No, it's sin. I know. I know. 
is falling on deaf ears, but nonetheless, many had heeded the warnings that Jesus said, no fornicator, no adulterer, no idolater will inherit God's kingdom. Some of us got the memo and went with Jesus rather than being comfortable with us having sex on a daily. So, and then we have, right, lasciviousness. That is all about lust, sensuality, sexy, burning desire, preoccupied by lust, driven by lust. And you see, ladies, I'm going to speak to my sisters and then I'm going to get to you, brothers. When we continue to dress in sexual apparel, we are we are participating in the sin of lasciviousness. Now, before y'all get to screaming, there is nothing wrong with looking nice, putting on clothing that do not highlight and set out the body in nakedness. There is enough fabric. To, to cover up these precious bodies that have been bought with the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ. There is enough fabric, enough material to keep us from being naked. We know we want to look nice and presentable. But do we still want to dress like a slut and a harlot? to to gain attention because that's why we did it in times past ladies we we put on the mini skirts we put on the high heels and the silk stockings we put on the on the the tight ill-fitted jeans the tight sweaters with the plunging neckline we knew what we were doing ladies no longer are we to set it out. Sexiness is for the world. You got a bunch of harlots and sluts out there that believe that in order to attract the male attention, you got to look like a whore. No, you do not. You can actually wear something that is so beautiful, that is so free-flowing, you look like an angel, just pretty, beautiful, nice, without looking like a stained, tainted harlot. And brothers, y'all better stop it too. All of these muscle shirts showing off all your guns and, and tattoos. Come on now. You too got to cover it up with those, with those biker shorts. And those, those those tight skinny blue jeans and slacks, uh-uh, mm-mm, highlighting everything by that big old brass buckle. Come on now, y'all be playing games too. That is the sin of lasciviousness. It is all about the sexy. It is all about being sensual and, and feminine to the point where you're as the world says, feminine wiles are on display. You play that, that whole 
cat, that whole cat and mouse game, talking like this, very sexual. So, what you doing tonight? Nothing. I'm just sitting here watching a movie. What you doing? Nothing. I was thinking about coming over. Really? Okay. Well, then come on over. Like all of this, all of this sexuality and and being overtly flirtatious, just being flirty and being coy and just, y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? Lasciviousness, this is all about uh, preoccupation with lust. This is all you think about, how to get to the next sexual conquest. Well, keep it up. You're not going to make it. Idolatry. Idolatry is all about worshiping anything other than Jesus Christ. That can be our own family. It could be a sport. It could be your job. It could be your money. It could be other people. When you lean on anything other than God, we find ourselves in trouble. Idolatry also means praying to other gods, little g, bowing down to statues and and obeying and worshiping men rather than God, rather than Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the Roman Catholic pagan church is going to do about all of their idolatry and worshiping of everything but the true and living God. I don't know what they're going to do on Judgment Day because it's 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 about to go down for a lot of these false religions. Mm-hmm. And then we have witchcraft. We know witchcraft also entails fortune telling. Um, talking to the dead, casting spells, use of any power from evil spirits, doing and, and participating in, in seances, that damnable Ouija board and tarot cards. Folks, we should not be participating in anything that is occultic. Not to mention sorcery, because this is where a lot of people are going to go down. You got to understand, taking drugs, abusing drugs, you are a drug addict, right? That's sorcery. That's witchcraft. Anything that you digest, ingest, that alters your mind, as they say, taking it to another level. You, you are stoked. You, you are high. You are flying as a kite. Kite, whatever terminology you want to use. That's sorcery. That includes smoking weed. You will be surprised at how many self professing Christians will tell you in a minute that there is nothing wrong with smoking weed. It's from the earth, right? 
God made everything from the earth and he made everything good, right? No. Do you not know that he also cursed the ground of which the weed plant came up out of? No, it is never okay. And a fine line because medical science have, have, has deemed that smoking weed heals people. Okay. Some smoke it with the, with the, um, what is, what is that portion of, of the marijuana plant? THC. Some smoke it with that in it. Some don't have that in it. They say it helps with cancer patients, children that have cancer. They use CBD to, to help them in their, in their healing. Folks, listen. Okay. We talking about going to heaven, right? We talking about not indulging in anything that will send us straight to a burning hell. So you mean to tell me that we can't pray to holy God for, for healing, for, for natural remedies whereby we don't have to take these pharmaceuticals that makes us high. Now, I get it. Taking and and aspirin may be okay. It's fine. It's, listen, I mean, it's, it's such so much going back and forth in this area that I really don't want to say too much and lead someone astray. All I'm saying is this, pray, 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 because we know this world is evil and it is wicked and, and it manufactures drugs that have components in them that keeps us high. That's sorcery. So we don't want to be a participant in anyone's spiritual crime. So Individually, I say go to God and pray. If you are taking any medication that makes you high, I'm talking about you know when you are high, you are in a stupor. That's that's the the pharmacia I'm talking about. I'm not talking about taking cold medicine. I'm not talking about aspirins. I'm I'm not talking about you know medication for um high blood pressure or diabetes. I'm talking about drugs that make you high and then you abuse it long after the pain has gone away. You are still taking these drugs. I'm telling you, go to God and pray. Have him give you wisdom Pray to the Father, ask for wisdom in this area because this race is too close, too close. And if we allow this world to trick us out of our salvation, it's not going to work out for us. It's not. So I say pray, pray, listen. I am not a doctor. I am not your bishop and pastor. 
I'm just your beloved sister in Christ that's telling you this race is too close to call. We we don't want to miss it on a technicality, right? Okay, so then we have hatred, which is unforgiveness, bitterness. If you despise anyone, that's a work of the flesh. That also includes murder. Because if you have hatred in your heart, you are a murderer. Okay. Variance. It is conflict. It is argumentative. It is quarrelsome. It is giving people a hard time. You are a troublemaker. You are not trying to make peace with all men. You are a troublemaker. All you do is is argue, fuss, and fight. Nagging. Always pointing the finger. Starting arguments for no good reason, but for the fact you are hateful and you are miserable. Okay, so... We don't want to fall into that sin. Always finding something to argue about. You you are just quarrelsome. Stop it. So, and then we have emulations. That is trying to outdo someone else. Trying to compete with another. Trying to look better than anyone else. And this is where many in the body of Christ have fallen into. Especially relating to the area of sports. Sports is sending many straight to the pit of hell. You want to know why? It is sinful to have rivalry. Rivalry produces hatred, jealousy, and envyings. You are trying to outdo another team because you want what they have, that trophy, which is nothing more than an graven image. Sports is all about idolatry from the players to the fans. You will not believe how many fights have broken out in stadium parking lots, on the field, in the hallways, on the road to the game, because everybody is trying to get there. Everybody got road rage. Everyone is high in their emotions. Why? It's the Super Bowl. It's the finals. It is the last game of the season, and the trophy will be given out tonight. You got money on the line. You got you got corporations spending billions for for commercials, advertising because this one night over a billion trillion people are tuning in into into this one game. Mhm. Fame is on the line. Status is on the line. Your good name, that team's branding is on the line based on a number on a scoreboard. 
And you got you got many people idolizing these players. Listen, some people knows these sports athletes better than they know their own mamas. Oh yeah, they would give up their family precious time to go to a ball game, a basketball game, a soccer game, a football game. These men, these women spend thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on season tickets. Why? Because they idolize their favorite sports team and that's sin. Yeah, if you didn't know, now you know. Now look, listen, okay? Because again, fine line. There is nothing wrong with playing a friendly game of sports, right? It starts to get shaky when now you are in rivalry. You are in a heated competition to be number one. And this usually starts around late middle school, high school, where where parents are pushing their kids in the area of sports. Why? It's big money in pro sports. So we we really see this come to a head in high school because see now they are vying for for sports um scholarships so that they can get an education and be prepared to enter into enter into professional sports. Once you sign a blood contract with the world, you are an enemy of God. That's why James tells us, tells us in James 4, 4, to be friends with this world, you are an enemy of God. And I hate to break it to you, beloved. There is no such thing as a Christian athlete. I know many on the field field claim they are Christians. They are not. You want to know why? This sin. <laughs> okay? You can't just like the one in the adulterous remarriage. You can't be in sin claiming the name. This is your lifestyle, you pro basketball player. You are not a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what you say. Just like there is no such thing as a Christian actor. You want to know why? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is, is all about play acting. You are acting out another character that you are not. And let us not forget Christ Jesus came against hypocrisy. So for me and my family, we, we don't watch TV. We don't watch, um, movies, um, commercials, none of that. Why? It's all about acting. That's it. I am not watching primetime television. Uh, uh, why? I'm not participating in their fake acting, watching all of that pornography. All of that soft porn. And that's another thing. Soft porn is a sexual sin. 
I don't care if they got their clothes on. If they are dry humping, they are grinding, they they are throwing tongues down each other's throats, running their hands in the person's hair, all of that, uh, 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 uh. We got to stay clear out of sin, all sin. So that's immolation, okay? Wrath, which is boiling anger, rage, over the top, uncontrolled anger. Mm-hmm. Listen, we can't be walking around here raging, no, where's the love? Where's the forgiveness? So, uh-uh. And then we have strife. This kind of goes along with uh, variance, right? Because this is all about troublemaking, being a troublemaker, always making issues, not trying to smooth things over. Nope, just being contentious. Why? Why are you so evil? Well, no, because you don't understand. No, 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 nothing. I don't need to understand. Why you always have an attitude? Because y'all don't know what they be doing to me. No, no, no. How about walk in love and forgive them? Yeah, okay, okay. Well, that's strife. And that's a work of the flesh. And if you don't repent, and if you don't stop striving with folks, you're not going to make it. How about that? Okay. And then we have what we got here. Seditions. Whoo. This is railings. Okay. This is about open violence against the law, against the, the governing authority that aligns with God's commandments. Okay. If you, if you all didn't know this, because a lot of us didn't know this railings seditions is sin that is where you take to the streets and protest now we see what's going on in this evil wicked world they have a lot of social injustices going on there are a lot of organizations that have catered to people's anger against whether it be police, government officials, politicians, school boards, what have you, medical practices, whatever. If you pick up a picket sign and you, you and a mob go to somebody's building, medical facility, what have you. And you are demanding, if you go down to City Hall, demanding justice for whatever cause of the day, pick one. It's many. And you are demanding, you, 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 not to mention just being angry. Listen, when that whole Roe versus Wade thing that was recent in the in the uh, media you should have seen these women these evil 
faces that that they were displaying before the cameras. They were mad that they could no longer kill babies in their state. That right there got me to stop reading online newspapers when just to see the looks on these people's faces that they were angry, that they couldn't do what they will with their bodies. And I'm like, you are this upset because you can't kill an innocent soul? And I'm like, this world is wicked. Going to hell in a handbasket. So yes, railings, seditions, you storming the capital, that's sin. God has called us to live in peace. And he also called us that although we are in this world, we are not to be a part of it. Amen. Resist the temptation to pick up your picket sign and go and storm somebody's office. Don't do it. God said he will avenge. Leave it to him. We got the gospel to go preach. Amen. And then we have envyings. That is jealousy, bitter intentions of another that you that you are not. Okay, you want something they have, but you believe they don't deserve it. That's just mean. Just because you see someone driving a fancy car and because you don't have one, now you are you are are envious of that person because because jealousy says, hmm. I want that too. Hmm. How come I can't have that? See, that's jealousy. Envy, which is real close to to jealousy. Envy is just so mean and wicked that you say that person don't deserve to have it. Hello, what you mean she don't deserve that fine brother that she married? Well, because... I want him. Well, you can't have him. You you can't have her, my brother. She or he belongs to another. Well, I believe they don't they don't deserve her. Who are you to say who deserve what and when and how? Cuz you see, that's envying. Envying is saying, well, I don't have it, but you shouldn't have it either because according to my little pea brain, I believe you don't even deserve it, nor are you even qualified to have it or that thing, that person. Jealousy is just saying, you know what? Hmm, I wish I can have that. Envy takes it up another notch, another notch. So, and then we have murdering. Murdering. Murder obviously means any human killing. Even in, well, in self-defense. Well, you know what? That's, you know what? Here we go with another fine line, right? According to the world standards, you can, 
you can defend yourself with self-defense. If someone is coming to murder you with a gun, if you pull out your gun, you can shoot the person. Well, God calls that murder. So if at all possible, just try to walk away. Okay. Again, fine line, fine line, pray, pray on that. Obviously abortion. Okay. Bitterness, unforgiveness. Those are all murders in your heart. All that unforgiveness, all that, that bitterness, put it away, beloved. Obviously drunkenness. Drinking alcohol to the point where you are passing out all the time. Now again, get it? Special occasions, weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, some get-togethers. Some people may just have one too many. And then they just start up chucking all of that fun that they had, right? Okay. We're talking about drunkards here. We we are talking about alcoholics. All you do is drink to get drunk. Drunkenness, stupor, passed out on the floor, having having blackouts. Okay? Drunkenness. And this also includes drugs, getting high anytime that your your conscience you have lost consciousness. You have lost all your, your faculties to remain sober. Drunkenness. So it does include alcohol, but it also includes anything that puts you in a stupor. Okay. Work of the flesh. And then last but not least, we have revelings this this is talking about turning up folks Mm -hmm. this is talking about wild celebrations partying noisy goings wild no 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 partying with great noise going wild at festivals nightclubs um concerts all of that now again 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 it's nothing wrong with going to a party, right? A celebration. You go, you have some fun, some some music is being played, you know, maybe, you know, a glass of wine here, maybe um a bottle of beer there, um, some cake, some ice cream, food, laughter, you you have a good time and you go home. You know, acting like a civilized human being that any any time you go somewhere, you got to be the fool. No, no, you are <laughs> you are having way too much of a good time. Again, there is nothing wrong with entertainment that don't have to be so, so hellish, just so, so cultic and satanic like going to these concerts with all of these people who have written who 
who have signed their names in blood. They have denounced Jesus. Satan gives them fame, fortune, and the world. And then they put on a concert. And then here you go, buying tickets. And you know what goes on. All we got to do is look at, look at in times past, Woodstock, all of those rock and roll concerts, all of those R&B concerts, all of those those rap and hip hop concerts. Everybody done lost their living minds. People get trampled, people get shot, people get drunk, passed out, people get raped. It, a whole lot be going on when you decide to turn up. No, this is worldly. This is, this is carnal and it is sensual. It is the works of the flesh of which we who are born again have no business indulging in, in any of these things. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we see Revelation 3, 5. The Lord Jesus Christ says, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Amen. So, Father, this is the life we want to live that at the end of it, we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We want all of the blessings that Jesus Christ lays out for us over there in the book of Revelation, where he talks about those who overcome, those who overcomes the test, trials, and tribulations, the persecutions and oppositions that we will face while living in this flesh body, living in this sinful world, and yet we love Jesus more. Love him more that although they seem to be having the most fun, but at the end of the day, they are on their way straight to a burning hell. Father, we know how to have fun in the Lord. This peace we have now, all of that party and all of that drug, sex, and rock and roll cannot even compete with the peace we now have from the Prince of Peace. Father, this is the most fun I have ever had in my whole life, being a worker of Jesus Christ. I have more peace, more serenity, more, more calmness now. I am not hopeless. I am not depressed. I am not suicidal. I am not homicidal. I'm really good. I don't need all the, the trappings of this world to let people know, well, I do have a good time because some may see, well, that's just boring. Okay, it may be boring, but I'm making sure I'm staying on the straight and narrow path. I'm trying to get you 
on this path, Miss Missy. So, Father, thank you for a sound, sober mind. That although it may be tempting what this world has to offer, but at the end of the day, eternity. Eternity awaits for all of us. It awaits for us all. And if we don't make the right choices while in the bodysuit, it is not going to pan out for us. Thank you, Father, that we have your wisdom. The world's wisdom say, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we shall die. What fun is that, that I can live my best life now and then go to hell because hell will be worth it because I, I lived such a great life. No wonder this world is deceived, Father. No, I'd rather live a chaste life now, just like me and the rest of my brothers and sisters in Christ. we rather live holy and clean now and live forever with you and the Son for all of eternity. There is nothing that I can put my hands on right now that say that doing this, being here, being with these people is worth me losing my soul. Uh-uh. The Lord Jesus called it, what profit? What profit, what benefit would a man have to, to gain this whole world? Being the biggest sports athlete, being the, the highly celebrated actor and model and, and author, for what? To only die? and lose our soul, and go to hell as we await final judgment? No, Father. Nope, it's not worth it. Thank you for salvation. We give you glory this day. We give you honor and praise. Thank you for repentance, faith, grace, and salvation. Bless your holy name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Listen, I want to leave you with something, right? Matthew 5, 43 to 44. Jesus said, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. What else he says over here? Uh-huh. Revelation 21.8 But the cowards, fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers, and the adulterers, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen. So let us all 
keep that in mind when you think this world has has more to offer you than the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And Lord willing, until next time, repent and believe. Y'all better stop sinning. Okay? Stop it. And turn back to God. Because let us never forget 1 Corinthians 15, 33-34. Do not be deceived. Bad company. You hear me? Bad company will corrupt your good morals. Come to your senses. Arise to righteousness as you ought to and stop sinning. Amen. Folks, it is scriptural and biblical to stop sinning. Amen. Amen. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye